It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Restoring order to your financial chaos. Retirement, investing, taxes. You've got financial questions, he's got financial answers. It's Brian Preston, the money guy. Welcome to the Money Guys show. This is your host, Brian Preston by day. I'm a fee-only wealth manager on the south side of Atlanta, and I'm also a certified financial planner, a certified public accountant, and a personal financial specialist, which means that I'm a CPA that does financial planning. And what I got to tell you, these um, as we get close to the tax filing deadline of April 15th, I am underwater in work. And let's not forget, this is just a hobby. I do have a day job where I am managing clients' money. And as you can imagine, this is a crazy, crazy time right now. And we're wrapping up quarter-end stuff right now. So I apologize. These things, I typically try to get them out very timely, right, bright and early on Monday mornings. But um, with the tax deadlines and everything that's going on in the market, um, it's been tough. And I'm going to try to continue to be timely with these things, get them out once a week. But please bear with me and know that um, trying to get everything done, and it will get much, much easier after April 15th. I promise, and I appreciate your patience. And um, I'm going to make sure I dial this thing up once we get back on schedule after the the tax filing deadline. What we're going to be talking about today is um, really how to prioritize your money because, and this ties right into the whole tax filing um, that's going on right now because a lot of you guys are probably figuring out, hey, do I want to go ahead and make that Roth IRA contribution before the April 15th deadline? And I'm here to kind of coax you into doing that because I think it's that important. Um, I spoke at a conference last week and it was a conference for all young people, 20 and 30 year olds who are trying to get started out there in the world and make their impact. And I was that brought in as kind of the financial speaker to, to talk about, to motivate on how to think like a millionaire when you're in your 20s. And that stuff is so, so important because um, a lot of you, you've heard me mention that you need to save 15 to 20 percent. And I have a lot of you that write me and go, Brian, 15 to 20 percent, how does that work out? You know, I, I know it's rough. Um, but you've got to do that because of what we've talked about in the past with Social Security. Matter of fact, uh, in the last few weeks, the Social Security Administration has come out with their annual report talking about when uh, um, we can expect that um, money that's going to be paid out, distributions to current retirees, and it is going it's much the same, is that we're going to have more people retired than um, paying into the system, meaning that there, there's not going to be this excess that's funding our government by the year 2017, and that's kind of a scary thing, and I'm going to dig into those numbers in the coming weeks, but it it, it kind of highlights the fact that you've got to take care of your own retirement, and that's why I say 15 to 20%. A number of years ago, and and advice you got, rules of thumbs that you might have gotten from your parents, your friends, grandparents, was 10% was all you had to do, but that was back in a time when we had pensions, when you could count on your employer to provide a large portion of your retirement. Those days have come and gone. Now it's more and more on your shoulders. And if you're not a young person that's saving for the future, you're going to be in trouble. And it's not necessarily just a young man's game. I mean, this is for my my 40- and 50-year-old clients out there and listeners as well. You need to be saving as well. So let's talk about how to prioritize your money. When I'm talking about that 15 to 20% of savings, where do you need to put that money? Let's first talk about taking advantage of your employer's matching. It's free money. If I set up a table right outside um, your place of work and I say, hey, um, John, Sherry, when you walk out of your room, um, 
I've got a sack of money sitting on this table. I, I want to make sure before you leave today that you um, pick up your sack of money and, and put it away for retirement. Uh, and that's just my gift to you. Uh, there's not anybody here who's listening to this podcast right now that would walk out of their office, walk past that table with bags of money, and not pick that money up. But that's exactly what's going on if you think about how many young people and, and other employees out there that are not taking advantage of the free money that their employers are offering with their retirement plans. And when I'm talking about free money and the matching, I'm primarily talking about 401Ks, your 403Bs, your simple IRAs, and all those type of retirement employer plans that, that are there put set up so that you can save. And let's face it, why does the government encourage employers and give them tax breaks for providing these matching opportunities is because, once again, the government is doing everything in their power to try to encourage both the employer and you, the employee, to take advantage of individual savings because they know down the road they can't, you know, the demographics just don't work out. There's too many people retiring and not enough workers out there to make this all work. It's a numbers game and it just doesn't work. That's why I keep, I know it probably annoys certain people, but I do call it a pyramid or Ponzi scheme because it is very much like the pyramid schemes that you see out there um, from time to time where people will say, hey, if you um, if you give me $100 and then go get three more people to give $100, you'll get a cut off of everybody who gives in for you know after you. That's a pyramid scheme. And that's exactly kind of how Social Security is set up. There's no trust funds or anything else out there. And that's why, you know, I know I probably sound like a broken record, but it is that important that you start saving. So that's number one. You gotta take advantage of that free money that your employer's putting out there. Number two, and this is for the people that are doing their taxes right now and making that decision, you've got to fully fund your Roth IRA. Now I recognize if you're a married person um, a Roth IRA is not available once you make between one hundred and fifty-nine dollars to $169,000. It does start to phase out. But that's still a large portion of the population. So the majority of you out there listening can probably fund your Roth IRA. And I'm going to recommend that you do that. I mean, there's a reason that they do have in- income limitations on this. is because they're trying to make it where the average person, the average investor, can take advantage of this. That's tax-free growth. And I, you know, at this same seminar I spoke at last week, and I've used this slide before, I show how to somebody, I show how somebody right out of college who starts saving at 22 stops on their 31st birthday, so they save for nine years, invest two grand a year. That's a total of $18,000. And by the time they turn, you know, they hit 66. So by the time they retire right at the end of their 65th year, that account's going to be worth close to $570,000, so just a 9% rate of return. So think about if you could invest eighteen grand, turn it into $570,000, and never pay any income taxes on that money whatsoever. You can start to see very quickly how the power of complete tax-free growth is incredible. So you've got to take advantage of that Roth. Um, if you're looking for places to go invest the money, you know, you can always go to Fidelity.com, Vanguard.com. They have these, uh, if you don't feel comfortable picking out the investments yourself, Fidelity has what's called the Freedom Funds, where you choose the year that you think you want to retire. Um, choose that fund. It's like having a professional money manager because it goes from aggressive to conservative and more and more conservative the closer you get to retirement. Vanguard has target retirement funds. The internal expenses on some of these things is dirt cheap and there's no commission so there's nobody yanking money out uh, of your investments to go in their back pocket great great opportunities out there so you've got to be thinking about these things and i just wanted to throw it out there 
because we are getting close to you know you that April fifteenth deadline, you've got to make the decision whether or not you're going to do the Roth IRA funding. So do it. Now I have some people that write me and say, "Okay, Brian, I'm one of those um, fortunate people. My income is to the point that I have um, maxed out my 401k. I, I can't do the Roth IRA anymore. How do I do the fifteen percent?" And and for those people, I say it doesn't have to just be in a retirement account to be put in a you know a compartment to be used for retirement savings. There's nothing wrong with you setting up an individual or joint account and starting to buy um, mutual funds on a monthly basis that you just earmark that that's going to be re- for retirement. It doesn't mean when I say you have to save for financial independence and retirement that it has to be in a per se retirement account. It can also be in just a normal investment account. So take advantage of those opportunities. I think this is also a great time to talk about what to do with those cash reserves that are sitting out there. I get a lot of emails also from time to time from people saying, hey, Brian, um, you know, I know in the past, you know, I, I'm a big fan of like Dave Ramsey, um, or I've heard you talk about cash reserves of three to six months. Where do you put this cash in this market where the Federal Reserve has dropped interest rates as much as they have in the last month and a half to two months? And, and I got to tell you, I've been doing some of my own personal research on this matter. And what I've come up with, there's actually a new entry. I used to recommend ImmigrantDirect.com and IngDirect.com, um, but I've got a new one that I'm, I'm kind of pleased, and I've even called and done some due diligence. I went on, I went on the FDIC, FDIC, that's the, the government organization that guarantees that as long as you have less than $100,000 for your individual account, $200,000 for your joint account, two fifty for your IRA accounts, that the government will step in if that bank ever has trouble with cash flow or, or if they become insolvent. Well, I went on the FDIC website, looked up this bank, their parent bank, called the 800 number that was listed on the website, and verified that this was indeed a legitimate company. And I want to give you the website and the name of the company. It's First National Bank of Omaha, and um, the website is fnbodirect.com, and that's the First National Bank of Omaha. If you go to fnbodirect.com, they have a, a brand new, no monthly fee, no minimum investment, FDIC-insured um, account that you can open up, like a money market that's currently paying three and a quarter percent. And yes, that's that's current, even with the three quarters of one percent drop in interest rates that the Federal Reserve has done very recently. So take advantage of this. This is one of the things I'm using personally. Done the due diligence. Go still check it out yourself to make sure you feel comfortable with it. As long as you, as you stay within those government regulations of the FDIC insurance, you're fine. You're protected. I, I just know that if you go to your basic um, bank that you bank at, you know, you do mo- most of your current, you know, banking with your monthly transactions, you're going to find that this is eight to 10 times higher than what they're paying you. And I just hate to see, you know, because when you talk about three to six months worth of savings, we're not talking about a small little bit of money here. We're talking about this could be five, 10, 15, 20, $30,000 in cash, depending upon where you are with your income and saving structure. And, and you ought to be earning something on that money. I think the the power 
of all your money working for you is more than you could ever realize. You know, you don't want any money just sitting in cash, sitting stagnant, not working for you. You work hard enough with your hands and your back. Why not have every dollar that you have working for you as well? So I think this stuff is important. I want to close out the show by saying one thing. I know this isn't a long podcast, but recognize it's kind of crazy here at the office right now. I do want to tell you guys I've got some great projects that I'm working on as soon as this tax season's over. And I'm hoping to do some podcast topics on the following things. Um, I know a lot of you guys are using Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. It's coming through a lot of the churches. And I've had several of my listeners send me his investment module to look at. And um, I, you know, I, I think a lot of Dave, and I think he does a great job of motivating people, especially about being generous with whatever they've earned. You know, but I do think that there are some concerns with um, what he's recommending on the investment side. And I don't want it to just be a he said versus he said, you know, me versus Dave, because like I said, I'm a fan of his. But I am going to show you some analytical data. I don't even know what the results will go be yet. But I've got a way using Morningstar and some other research software that I have that I'm going to try to show how you might want to consider a little more diversification than what Dave is talking about in his Financial Peace University. The other thing is, is I've been reading, because um, I've gotten so many questions about it, I picked this up a year, number of years ago, but I just didn't pay much attention, but it seems like it's just a noise. It's stuff that I keep hearing about from a lot of my clients, a lot of business owners, so I felt like, hey, I need to go check this out so I can be educated on it, is um, the fair tax. You know, one of the local um, broadcasters here here in, in Atlanta, Neil Bortz, and then um, some and, and and some congressional members have gotten together, written a book called The Fair Tax, and uh, I've had a chance to read the first one. I've gone out and bought the second one. Um, where he answers the questions of the critics of the fair tax. And what I'm planning on doing, kind of a research project, is I do enough corporate tax returns and enough individual tax returns for those corporate owners that I'm going to try to do a spreadsheet. And I'm going to do even myself. I'm going to even take into account myself and find out which situation is better. Is the fair tax, where you're doing that 23% sales tax on everything, service, whether, whether it's service or products, or our current income tax system. And I know this might sound very boring and analytical, but for a numbers geek guy like me, I'm excited about doing this research. I just don't have enough day hours in the day right now to make this all happen, but do know that this stuff is coming down the pipeline. I do hope you enjoy the Money Guy show. I try to give you a little bit of tidbit of information going beyond common sense and restoring order to your financial chaos so you can make the right financial decisions to have true peace of mind that comes from being you know, a good saver, a good money manager, and that's what I'm here to do. So until next week, I'm your host, Brian Preston. The Money Guy podcast is hosted by Brian Preston, and Brian Preston is a partner with Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Preston and Cleveland Wealth Management does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Money Guy podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.